Welcome to the Deeper Into Movies podcast. My name is Stephen T. Hanley. I'm the founder and lead curator of Deeper Into Movies. We are a pop-up cinema based in London and New York. Today on the podcast, I am joined by actress, writer, comedian, amazing Twitter person, Rachel Stannett. Rachel, you may know from her breakout success as the lead in Shiver Baby. She's now in the new A24 horror movie, Bodies, 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 which was great. Had a lot of fun at that movie. Great with an audience, great cinema movie. And I pitch it as kind of like Spring Breakers, Scream, but with a old school Agatha Christie murder mystery element built in. This was a super fun talk. Rachel is going to be in the new Sam Levinson weekend HBO show, The Idol. Um, Sam Levinson, you may know, is the creator of Euphoria. I'm super excited for this show. I tried to get some information out of her. It didn't work. There's a HBO... What's that, what's that word? Um, embargo on any information being leaked about the show. I tried. I did my best. Here is me and the wonderful Rachel Sennett. How are you, Rachel? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We did the Shiver Baby merch campaign before. Yes. Okay. Yes. We've we've emailed. Yeah, we're e friends. I I had to miss out on the shoot because I couldn't travel to New York in COVID. But you met Kristen and everyone there. It was so fun, and we felt you were there in spirit with us. Yeah, I just had phone miles. I just want to hang out. And everyone, I'm like, yeah, but it's not worth dying for. <laughs> That's okay. There will always be another. Cool. So this is your second movie where you're stuck inside a house and stressing me out for 90 minutes. This is like your, th- these are the kind of scripts you go for. My two requirements. House? <laughs> can't leave the house stressful. Um, no, I did notice that. So I saw someone tweet something like that last night and I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. I realized that. And there's something about shooting in one location for an entire movie where like you start the movie and you're like your costume and the setting and everything. And you, you're so in love with it. And you're like, Oh, my pants. I love these, this little top. I love the rooms in this house. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, fuck these pants. I hate this top. And this kitchen is ugly because you've looked at it every single day. For sure. So that's always special. You do stand-up comedy, you act, you write. What were you first into? What did you want to be? You know, I always wanted to be an actor, like I think from a very young age or like a performer, creator, whatever. Um, But I guess it just, like when I was younger, I would like write and direct these little plays that I would like 
force my siblings to be in and film little like videos. So I think I was always interested in like the whole, all the parts of the like process or whatever. And then, um, I got to college. I started dating, um, an open mic comedian who introduced me to open mics. Um, and that's how I kind of got into stand up. And I think it all just sort of happened where I was just, I got to New York and I was looking for any sort of outlet to get my voice out there to perform, whatever. And then I think like different things kind of hit at different times and then all sort of started moving together. I remember seeing a really great short you did where you're a ATM repair person. Yes, the ATM mechanic. And I talked to the ATMs. That was so good. Did I read you were really an ATM? Was that your side job? I was doing, I was at the time, um, like doing like, not like hardcore maintenance, but I would like clean ATMs and like reset them and whatever. And that's why I was able to open the ATM for my video because I had the key. Sick. So I was like, I can't not use this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't it like Robert Rodriguez said, use any cool th- any cool props or locations you have at your disposable yeah. are just literally, you know, free sets, Use them. so to speak. Literally. Yeah. So I'm always curious, how long were you hustling, making short movies, doing YouTube sketches and comedy before you broke out with Shiver Baby? Yeah. I mean, I think it feels like a very slow burn to me where it feels like I could feel growth. Like I started doing stand-up when I was a freshman in college. Um, I started making those like little sketches in college. And I basically did like every single short film that any film student wanted to do, whatever. Um, Right before I graduated, the Shiva Baby, the short went to South by, um, and that's where I got, uh, I met my manager. And then, um, like, uh, from there, like, Emma and I were working on trying to get funding for the feature of Shiva Baby while I was doing, like, Twitter and stuff. So I think, like, leading up to the pandemic, I kind of was had had this, like, natural build, but it was still very, like, underground, you know what I mean? And then... Shiva Baby was supposed to premiere at South by right at the, the one that was canceled by COVID. Um, and so then we were, I kind of, I, I, I felt really sad. I thought um, like all this momentum has been kind of like, is going to die out. And then um, uh, when it, Shiva Baby came out, like later on, um, it kind of like sparked everything up again. Um so it felt like it was a slow build with kind of a weird pause in between um, and then like a quick catch up. It's funny, me and Emma are friends and we check in with how we're doing with our careers and we're both really anxious and always worried that things are going to fall apart. It's kind of how we bond over just our anxiety and panic. But she says you are always really positive and always a kind of, uh, it's going to be okay. So how how do you keep that type of mindset? You know, I think that that's very nice of her to say. I'm also anxious. I think I almost channel my anxiety into like needing to be like, there must be a way, you know what I mean? Where 
you know, we have, I do think that if you, if you say like, we're going to do this and then you create a plan, you can do a, a lot of things. If you, if you, I'm all about like very specific planning. Um, and I just feel like, especially in this industry and especially early on, no one is ever like looking at two random girls who are like walking around like with big backpacks in New York, like writing in coffee shops being like, you guys are Hollywood. Like no one is doing that. <laughs> so you have to say to yourself, we are Hollywood. We're doing this. Like you have to kind of uh, say that to yourself because no one else is going to say that to you. And I think that it's also an industry of people see other people believing in someone and then they want to believe in them or they see someone liking something and then they want to like it. And, you know, people get turned on to people because of other people. And that has to begin with yourself being like, I believe in myself. I can do this. Um, so I think it kind of comes from that. Yeah, you kind of got to be your own hype man. Yes. So in preparation for this, I rewatched Shiver Baby. And what was so impressive watching it is I realized you're basically in every scene and the entire film is resting on you. So I was wondering, how was it stepping into your first role and basically the movie being on your shoulders? How was that? I think, I mean, it was a lot of pressure, especially because... I, no one knew who I was and I, I we've talked about this before but there were people who like were like we'll give money to the film if you cast someone other than Rachel because no one knows her um and so uh it was pressure but then but I but you just try your best you know yeah with bodies it's all set in one night, the same with Shiver. So kind of for both movies, how is it maintaining the level of stress and anxiety and going back to that headspace overnight and remembering this is just minutes ago from what we shot yesterday and so forth? Yeah. Well, so for bodies, I feel like the there's new thing, like things, major things shift, like, where the girls are in the night where like after the first death it's sort of like oh my god something horrible is happening you know what I mean after the second death it's like we've done something terrible or we've witnessed something terrible you know what I mean and as it goes on like each death I think puts everyone in a completely new place um so I kind of marked the night with that and like for my character for Alice I think I was sort of watching her like she comes in so like ready to have fun and laugh and party and then just kind of descends into madness and I think I was like what pushes her to this point and how like 
she's just kind of each each thing that happens she like has to look in her head and be like what are the facts that I know who could it be and she's she's paranoid trying to figure out who it is um so I just kind of use that as a marker for where, where the character was at what I like when I saw the trailer I thought okay this is going to be like scream meets spring breakers which it kind of is but it's got a more muted kind of darker tone more character base less kind of slasher stereotypes with almost this Agatha Christie murder mystery old school element built in. Yeah, I think it's a very interesting tone that Helena really nailed because she was always pushing us to really be the character and be in the moment and never make fun of anyone or because it's, it's, you know, you don't want to lean too far into like heightenedness or camp where you don't care about the characters you For always sure. want to be on the side of your character even if like your character is saying something like when i'm talking about the podcast like maybe some people think like why are you talking about that right now but it's like i just found out that my friend has been lying to me and doesn't respect me and that is betrayal like you know what I mean these the stakes are so high um and so I think looking at it in that way was really helpful um and yeah it's sort of there I feel like it's a it's a new it's its own blending of genres um but some some movies that um I felt like were inspiration for me where we watched who's afraid of virginia wolf um jennifer's body um movies that sort of sit that's that are like who's afraid of virginia wolf is very characters like descending into madness um jennifer's body i feel like is has has multiple tones um so yeah yeah, how was it switching up between the comedy, the horror, the drama and the arguments between the friends? How was it mixing between those? You know what? It never felt like we were doing a comedy. It always felt like, like I never, I never felt like, I never felt like, oh, this is the joke. You know what I mean? It felt always very serious to me. Um, and then, which is how Helena directed it. And then I think that's how the jokes kind of play. I love Greg. It was funny on the opening scene, when you're all at the pool, there's this dark energy. You feel there's a history and Greg is on his own vibe completely, yeah. which was so cool. How was it working with Greg? Lee Pace is amazing. I love him. He is so talented, very funny, very gracious and kind, like dream movie boyfriend. Um, he just like, he just, I think, really committed to that sort of, he's like one of the characters where you're like, oh, you're so good. Like you're, you're, you're kind of an outsider, same as B, where they're, they're Greg and B are sort of outsiders in this world. And it's kind of helpful to see the movie through their eyes sometimes because th this group is so, even though it's so toxic, it's so tight knit and they have such a set of rules and it becomes clear when someone else doesn't know them. Um, but I thought Lee, uh, 
he was so easy to build chemistry with and fun to play off of. Um, and I think he's, he's so good in the movie. You guys all met at the table read. Yeah. How was it building your, did you work out like histories for each other all the dynamics and backstories and things like that? Yeah. I mean, we kind of all jumped in. It was like, I, I was at the table read. I was so nervous. Cause I was like, everyone's so cool. Like, I don't know. Like, you, you know, I was just shy. And then like, we rehearsed and we started shooting and we had to get so much where it was like in the blink of an eye, it was like, we all knew each other so well and we had great chemistry. Um, and I think like Lee and I talked um, about <clears throat> just like they haven't been dating that long, but it's kind of then the exciting phase where it's very early on in the relationship. Um, and so then it felt like when everyone's asking me questions about him, I'm really desperately trying to pull everything that I know even about him, even though I don't know that much. And how long did you spend together before you began shooting? I think like a week of rehearsal. Wow, that's not long. No. And what was your hardest scene in the movie? I think physically the hardest stuff was running through the storm because it was so cold and you're so wet and it's the rain, the wind machines are hell like they really they they were these big machines they were and they like spray you and like sticks and stuff are blowing everywhere and then you watch the movie and it's like one shot of us like and you're like are you kidding me we did that for a whole night um but uh that i think physically was the hardest and the charlie x track was great was that your doing i know you're a charlie stan too I love Charlie. I think they had actually decided that earlier before I even came on to the movie because um, I think Amanda and Helena had picked or had wanted um, to work, collaborate with Charlie on it. But I, I thought it was so perfect because I think, um, and Charlie made such a cool song that I think she, I, she watched the movie. It's so like, perfect for the movie it's very it's it's almost like in the voice of one of the characters the tone um and so yeah it's so it's i mean i'm such a fan so it was so cool i'll tell you something funny i was at a nasty cherry show when that first came out and she was there and we followed trevor on instagram but i didn't want to she was standing next to me and i didn't want to say hi and be like hi you know and interrupt the gig and then afterwards she posted a video on instagram stories where i didn't know this was happening where she was standing on a chair behind me and she was going crazy and dancing and i was just stood there with a beer watching the event not knowing this was happening behind me and i showed it to my friends in the team and i'm like i'm gonna become a fucking meme aren't i this is like that's so funny you know like my anxiety my stress my panic and i'm just like but yeah, thankfully it it didn't capture the zeitgeist and ruin my life. Oh my god, I have to find that now. I'll send you the I'll send you the picture. I think I've got a screen grab for preservation. <laughs> what horror movies were you guys watching for the movie? Was there any references you were looking at? Um, it was. I think it was just uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Um, and the. Like we, we didn't have a required list or anything, but um we we watched that and then 
I saw Jennifer's Body. One of my favorite horror movies is Green Room. Um, I don't know if I just watched that recently. Yeah, that movie's amazing. I love that movie. Um, but I'm not actually like a horror movie like I, I don't I haven't seen a ton. I'm kind of get scared easily. Um, <laughs> but uh that's why this was like the perfect horror movie for me because it's very like it's its own kind of tone and genre. Yeah, let's go back to that. What do you watch and what comedians who what comedians were inspiring to you when you were growing up? Um, I never watched stand-up growing up. I like didn't know what it was. Um I um uh I think I more watched I mean I wasn't really like allowed to watch anything other than Disney Channel. Um I would I I liked like the Broadway music CD is like I would have the like guys and dolls CD and listen to that. I will say the first time I saw a movie where I was like a little bit older, this uh bling ring trailer came out. And I was I watched the bling ring trailer every day after school. And I was like, <laughs> I can't wait for this movie to come out. And then um when the movie came out, like the beginning of the opening of the movie where it's like them crawling through the dark and then all of a sudden the crown on the ground starts playing and it's like and I was like hell yes this is what I want to be a part of so I think that was the first time I like knew what I was into kind of um which is maybe a little later than some other people but uh I was like this kind of movie is my shit yeah bling ring is slapped on we need to talk about the idol when is this coming out I was so excited when I saw the trailer and when it says the weekend plus Sam Levinson, I was like, shit, this is a great combination of people for a show. I'm super excited about it. I can't really give any details, um, but I will say it's um, been amazing to work with both of them. And I'm very excited. Have you got to see the full season? Um, I, I cannot say I'm, okay. I'm not supposed to talk about it, but I'm, I'm very excited. Okay. You can secretly send me the <laughs> Dropbox files <laughs> and let's talk about bombs. Yes. This is so great. Emma just said two queer girls start a fight club. And I was like, well, that's an amazing concept. And you were co-writer on that. Yeah, we started writing that after Shiva Baby the short. So it was around the same time she was writing Shiva Baby the feature. So it's been like, we've been working on it for a while. Um, and then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like a very kind of campy comedy. It's a different tone than Shiva Baby. Um, sure. we shot that earlier this year and I'm so excited for that. That is just, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that one we were, we were writing for a very long time. So it was cool to finally get to make it. What's the co-writing process? Like, what do you, is it both of you around the laptop? Are you sending drafts back and forth and things like that? It was pre-COVID we were we would always go to this one coffee shop and we would just and we would go Emma was doing two babysitting jobs so we would meet like in between her babysitting jobs and we would just like write for like 
two hours or whatever in between every single day. Um, which looking back, it's like no one asked us for this draft or the script. It was just us like plugging away, um, which is kind of cool. And then during COVID, we got our producers. And once we started getting notes, we would write like on Zoom, which is hell. I don't ever want to write on Zoom again. It's <laughs> devoid of creativity. It literally is like, hey, and you're in like a little square at the top of the screen and the script's down here. And you're like, is this funny? Like, are you mad at me? Because I can't see your face. Like <laughs> that. Um, so we did edits on Zoom. Um, and oh my God. How long did this process go on for? Edits and stuff? Yeah. Or just the Zoom back and forth sounds hell. I was wondering how long you guys were slaving at this for. I mean, for like a year because Emma was in Toronto and I was in LA. So until she came to LA, which she did like right uh, right before Shiva Baby like came out, came out, um, we... Uh, um we started doing it in person again up until we shot do you want to direct as well yeah i think i would love to i think like um working with so many directors who inspire me like emma and helena like um i it, it makes me feel like i'm so impressed by the work that they do and they have such a clear vision and i'm like the challenge of ha of you know creating something from beginning to end um would be so so i think challenging but also um rewarding and exciting so i definitely want to yeah you should you're my favorite twitter person you're so fun i, I think that entire twitter thread could almost be turned into a TV show or film. That's my unsolicited showbiz advice for you. Well, thank you. I haven't been tuning as much lately, but I... No, you're in promo mode, but yeah. You in lockdown was incredible to read. Thank you. This has been really fun talking to you. This was so fun. I love your wall, by the way. It's so good. Thanks. I, I remember I was on a really important Zoom and this music guy in LA was like, bro, I love your wall. And I was like, yeah, CGI, I just kind of have a film bro wolf when I'm trying to film bro people. And he didn't get the joke. And he was like, oh, fuck, dude, really? Who's your tech guy? And I was like, you seem really earnest and sweet. And I've taken this too far and you didn't get my dead British humor. And I thought I'd be really upsetting. So I just to play along with it. And I'm like, yeah, very cool. Like, yeah, you were like, I was kidding. I was ZX FX. And he's like, oh, I'm going to check that out. And yeah, that was good times. Boom. That is me and Rachel Sennett talking. Thanks to A24 for hooking that up for us. We love you. Thank you to my podcast engineer, Ewan Henselwood, Joshua Eustace, aka Telephone Tel Aviv, for our beautiful music. And go follow Rachel on Twitter. Go back to her tweets when she's not in promo mode. That's all good, but 
<laughs> when she's bored and tweeting and overthinking things. It's just fantastic. That needs to be a show. Okay. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.